Hello, and welcome to the A's and B's of Horror. We're your hosts, Jim. I'm Mark. And Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> nice of you to be present, sir. So we're here. We're here to talk about horror. Each episode, we're going to discuss a popular horror movie and a lesser known horror movie and anything else that comes up along the way. Indeed. So the A's and B's, Jim, what does that mean, the A's and B's? The A's and B's. Well, obviously, the A's will be the horror, the popular horror movie. Right. B's is pretty much whatever you pick. <laughs> you mean the better one. Uh, that's the debatable, sir. We, the, that is debatable. The, the B's for better. So it's like the old, uh, you know, double feature. You have the big popular mainstream Hollywood garbage. But really... The movie you want to see is the one before it. It's the cool, low-budget, maybe extreme horror movie. So uh, we thought it would be fun to discuss something big in Hollywood and something lesser known and uh, see if they would make a good double bill. So speaking of big in Hollywood, let's start off with the obvious. There was a, there was a special drop on the internet today. Did you watch it? Well, you know, I was so I think you actually planned for us to have our first episode just for this event. You know that's horseshit. I'm just saying. It was well planned. <laughs> that that was a, a giant steaming pile of horseshit, my friend. So tell our new audience, Jim, what are you talking about? The new trailer for Rob Zombie's latest clusterfuck has dropped today. So we got our first look at Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Now, now, Jim, are you just one of these internet trolls that just wants to get listens by hating on popular horror directors like Rob Zombie? Absolutely not. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely adored One House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm -hmm. The rest of his films are terrible. I think he peaked at The Devil's Rejects. His most Quentin Tarantino-esque, witty dialogue um, movie, and then it's just all downhill from there. Like I, ch I checked out of the Devil's Rejects as soon as I saw Priscilla, what's her name, naked. That that was your point. That that was it. That that's when I completely checked out. <laughs> no, I actually really like the Devil's Rejects, uh, but the the rest of his stuff is just like. What a disappointment, because I think he does have a good eye as a director, but somebody needs to start writing for him. Um, I, I feel he tries too hard. He tries too hard to be edgy rather than tell a good story. That's I think that's the biggest disconnect with him. But we'll see with this uh, Munsters, he's stepping out of his comfort zone and into what is presumably a PG-13 comedy. That entire trailer, sir? was uncomfortable there was no charm there was no funny it was they did a terrible shot for shot remake of part of the opening of the the original monsters tv show and then they had them sitting on a couch well i, I mean the jokes are thick and fast in it i mean uh you know whatever sherry moon zombie lily munster um her always her, her grandpa is trying to hook her up with a, a, a guy and, you know, the first guy is Nosferatu. And she's like, oh, that's Batty. No. Sorry. You lost me a Sherry Moon. I'm done. 
<laughs> um, okay, well, that was a bit of breaking news. Um, <laughs> but I think we should move on. So Let's talk about how we met Mark. Okay. Give him a little bit of backstory. So Mark and I belonged to the same Facebook group. And it was dedicated to a particular horror movie or fans of a particular horror movie. Do you want to name the group? Slaughtered Lamb. The Slaughtered Lamb, which, for anybody that doesn't know, is a reference to American Werewolf in London. Um, so we we would chit chat in there, and then, well, the horror meme group came up next, right? Yeah, I created I created a, another Facebook group that grew to I think twenty thousand people. Then yep. it got sucked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then, then you screwed us all by getting too many violations. Um, it wasn't just me. <laughs> all right, that's true. Although I did notice a new one on you this week. Just saying. Oh, that that was from like two years ago. I know. <laughs> it's like this retro thing that they, they you know, it, it's like they can never forgive and forget. They, they, right. they bring you with like a funny meme that you did <laughs> two years ago at the time. Yeah. And then they bring it up two years later and say, oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're restricting you in this as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so through conversation and, and meme posting and shit talking in our groups, we discovered we were both in Florida. Obviously, we both already loved horror movies. And then we realized that there was a horror movie convention happening in Orlando. And we started, you know, having some back and forth conversations about that. And then, was it two years ago now we met yeah, for the first time? And, and we've, both, we've both been to a spooky empire convention for a number of years prior. Yeah, I mean, I've been going 10 plus years, and I think you're the same. Uh, I, I think it's I'm a little bit less than you. I think you have a couple of years on me, but it's close. Yeah, yeah. And we we got to meet up this last time. We had a hung out for the day, had a great time. And that's when this idea popped into our heads. Right. And you're all the victim of that idea. Like yes, yes. Of that idea, which yeah. was uh, born out of those trivia cards you brought with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ray sitting there going, this is entertaining. And that just, that that sunk the deal. So you can all uh, blame well, Ray. Well, maybe Ray will listen to it, and uh, this podcast, and we'll, we'll have one listener. So. Yes, yes, 100%. I actually have three lined up. They're just waiting for the link. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you, do you want to do the B or the A first? I think we do the A, and um, just just to give the audience a little bit of uh, background, Jim loves Shark Week. He is a huge shark fan. We, whenever we were discussing about, hey, you know, we should do a podcast and just like you know talk shit um, about movies. Uh, you know, oh, it's Shark Week. Maybe we should you know do something shark related. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, I know what he's going to pick. He's going to pick the absolute classic. The blockbuster, ju- checks notes, the Meg, Jim, the Meg, really, the, me- the Meg, the Meg. Okay, so you kind of tease this a little bit with me because I'm like, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Meg, uh, but you said, oh, you don't say. I, I never would have guessed, sir. Never. <laughs> and you said you had um, some surprising reason. Uh, why you liked it? Now I don't. Oh. Want you, I don't want you to spoil that yet. But okay. why, why don't you start off? And uh, in case any anybody's never seen the Meg, uh, what's the Meg about? So the Meg, <laughs> what a fantastic piece of cinema! 
The Meg is a thrill ride where an a thought-to-be extinct shark is released from the Mariana Trench and comes up to terrorize the oceans. You have a wild ride with Bing Bing Ling and Jason Statham. Now, without giving too much away, I'm going to tell you flat up. I, I think we will pretty much agree on the reasons that The Meg is not a great movie. Well, maybe. We'll see. So let's start there, shall we? Right. So um, a little bit about my background with The Meg. So I'd read a long, long time ago, like I think many people um, had the, the original book by Steve Alton. And, um, you know, that, that was a cool little action adventure, cool sharks. Uh, I, I still yeah. remember opening where it's like it's at you know back in jurassic times and there's a t-rex walking gets in stuck in the water on this big oh, yeah. and then the meg comes in and it's kind of like fuck you jurassic park right yeah right batter um kind of dinosaur <laughs> 100 percent. that opening where he gives the shark a sense of purpose and a right. direction that that really it just grabs you from the beginning uh, literally Yep. Ha, 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 ha. Pun intended, um, right? So, so from that point, um, you know, you know, I read that. I, I think I read a couple of the ones after it. Um, but then I remember it must have been, must have been in the nineties that they started talking about uh, a movie version. Of yes. It. Uh, and then it got stuck in production hell. Um, I remember. Wow. I remember there was fake trailers that came out for it. Um, using other shark movies, <laughs> yeah. uh, which were actually um, better than the actual movie, um, as it turned out. Well, um, here's a little fun fact for you, Mark. There is actually a movie from the '90s. Let me let me look up my uh, my first. Uh, the, let me get the actual year it came out for you before I tell you specifically what what it is. But it was starring. Oh, where is he? Michael Madsen. And believe it or not, it is closer in theme and story to the books of Steve Alden than The Meg was with Jason Statham. Now, this smells like a sci-fi movie. It is. It is just that terrible. But in theme and story, it's closer that, to the theme of the books than the movie The Meg with Jason Statham. Now, I will tell you the reason I did not like the film. They okay. changed one of the main characters. They changed a motivating factor for one of the main characters. And they changed... Uh, so, do you remember D the character DJ from the movie? Uh, yes. Sort of the comic relief, right? Yes. In the book, he was Su Yin's brother. And he was meant to die when they discovered the Meg. Mm-hmm. He was the first major death in that book. Okay. They changed it, and that was pure garbage. That was a pure garbage decision. And, and that's that, that's why you don't like it. That that is one of the things I do not like about that flick. Would you Would you like Would you like me to ruin the surprise? Do you want me to tell you why I actually really enjoyed that movie? Well, let, 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 let me give you just a very brief synopsis of my feelings about The Meg. Okay, go ahead. So I watched The Meg um, after it was released. I didn't watch it in the movie theaters. Um, I watched it, I think, 
one streaming or something. And that that is not a shock. I will let you know. I saw it opening day. <laughs> um, and, and I may have read, you know, reviews. I, I, I don't remember. But what I do remember is that I watched the movie and it felt just like a big corporate Hollywood PG-13 committee-ridden um, horror fest. And the, the, I watched it again on Sunday uh, in preparation. And this is what I think about the mag. I barely remember it, and I just watched it on Sunday. Yep. It is utterly, utterly forgettable. And for, and for a movie that's based on a huge shark, basically, eating a whole bunch of people... Um, it should be anything but um, boring, which our B movie is not, by the way. But um, well, so, let, let's save that till we're done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question: yes. How can you? How did you go into this movie expecting it to be memorable when it is a PG thirteen family friendly shark movie and there is no blood, zero um, blood in the entire movie? Except, Jaws. except Jaws. Uh, the first megalodon that comes up has been eaten. That's the only blood you see. No, no. Uh, so for the PG thirteen Jaws, obviously is PG. Um, yeah. Of course, back in the seventies, kids were much tougher right. than they are today. <laughs> or that's, that's, what, that's what society thinks that they are. They're they're you know they're they're so precious. But that's not true. You're, right? you're a seventies baby. Are you tough? Uh, well, uh, back in the day, the, uh, <laughs> you know, the MPAA, et cetera, obviously thought we were tougher. Yes. Um, right, because you, you could say shit in a PG movie. You could use the F-bomb once in a PG-13 movie. Nudity in PG movies. Yep, exactly. Um, so so, uh, so Jaws, um, was, was Deep Blue Sea PG? Sorry, what? Was Deep Blue Sea a PG I think it was PG thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So do I, mean, I need, do I need can, to research? Yeah, you can make good movies that are PG thirteen about you. Can. You can. So what? So why do you? Why was this your pick? And Deep Blue Sea, by the way, was rated R. Oh. Um. So. Why was this my pick? Because this movie was exactly what it said it was going to be. It was a giant action thrill ride. Was it memorable? Nope. Was there huge deviations in the original story? Absolutely. But it was a fun ride. If you just suspend belief. I can suspend belief if it's interesting. To me, it was just very... By the numbers, um, Jason Statham saving the day. Um, I mean, you do have to give him props for the abs. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but Bing Bing, uh, she probably, uh, you know, while she does, she speaks English way better than I would speak Chinese. Of However, course. You know, the major part of acting is emoting and, you know, acting. It's not just a rec recitation of lines. Uh, which it felt like she was struggling to just say the lines, uh, and she forgot that, oh, I'm in a movie and I have to act. 
Well, that, I mean, that's maybe why she's not coming back for the sequel, right? That and the fact that the 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 Meg to the Trench was actually a prequel to the Meg, the book itself. I mean, right. So I'm curious how that's going to be handled. But again, I, I digress. So here's the thing. Here's a bit of trivia. Quite here's a trivia question for you, Jim. Okay. How much do you think uh, the Meg made uh, worldwide box office? I'm going to go with 495 million. You're not too far away. I know. 530 million for this piece of garbage. It's unbelievable. Well, I, I think I think it was exactly what it was supposed to be. It was a fun summer movie that took you out of reality for an hour and 45 minutes or whatever the runtime was. So that that's why I enjoyed the movie. Because I could just I, I went there. It was a stupid movie that I don't have to think about that I can just have fun with. Um, <laughs> I'm, so here's the thing with movies, right? Even if I hate them, I love when somebody loves them. Uh, well, that's true. We, we, did, we did have this discussion before, so yes. Right. I, I, because, because nobody sets out to make a bad movie, um, but I just thought it was such a disappointment. Have you not seen Brain Dead? I think they set out to make a bad movie with that one. For, 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 for the American uh, public, it's called Dead Alive. Is, is it not? Was it not called Brain Dead Overseas? Yes, but that that is not a bad movie. And they didn't set out to make a bad movie. That's a crazy movie. They, they, they set out to make a bad movie, but it no. wound up being glorious. No, so what I'll say is that who sets out to make bad movies nowadays? Are Rob Zombie. No, it's like the sci-fi channel or um, the Rob Zombie, the guys that make like Transmorphers or the, these Rob Zombie. Are, <laughs> 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 these people now, it's, it's these companies and people that have latched on to the common pop culture so bad it's good and try to make a bad movie to you know I don't know try and jump on that bandwagon. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the Meg? I know we didn't go kind of blow by blow through it, and I guess we'll just figure out how we want to approach it. Because at this point, everybody's seen it, that is going to see it, unless they're watching reruns on TBS, you know? So I, I said everything I need to say about it, but would you like to expound on your deep, deep, resounding hatred for this movie? So I don't hate it. It's even worse than hatred. It, it's indifference. Um, okay. I, I was looking up a just kind of like reviews about it. One critic nailed it, and he said, "Meg is neither good enough or bad enough. It's just mediocre. Mediocre. Yeah. I I would disagree, but I can see that point. <sighs> because you also have to remember when the movie came out, I was riding the Meg wave. I was going through all of the books at that time. So I may have enjoyed it more because of that, I think. And, and I will continue to allow you to enjoy it. I, uh, I didn't realize I was asking for permission, but thank you. Thank you. You're so kind. Well, you know, I, I, I'm always here to help. Are you now? <laughs> so so here's, a, here's another question for you. Um, sure. So we're going to move on to our B movie. Um, right. 
which is the last shark which is an italian um knockoff of not only jaws one but jaws two but what what does the shark do in uh the last shark that is way better than what the meg does I don't have a response to that, to be honest, because I thoroughly enjoyed this movie just just as much as I did The Meg for different reasons. So I, I, I will tell you, right? So so let, let's just set up the intro for, for people that haven't seen it. And by the way, this movie is free on Tubi. Um, so uh, so basically, you, you've got a uh, an intro where there's... A, a terrible pop song playing and it seems to go on forever <laughs> over the credits but there's a rad dude out there on a windsurf board and he's doing flips and shit and he's you know he's rocking out and the pop song, the pop song going the sun shining you know it, it really is ideal so yeah. uh, you know but but something happens so he's on his windsurf uh, surfing board and then he looks back there's a bite out of his board yes. he, didn't yes, there was. he didn't even notice it uh, and, then, and it's, then, it's not even jagged it, it's just it, it looks perfectly cut out it's so beautiful and, and then you know you know what the shark does it fucking explodes him he goes shooting yes. out of the water um, like oh, my. with a grenade that dummy that they threw was priceless. So you know you're in for a good time, is what I'm saying. Yes, 100. percent I will tell you, I I was completely sold when I realized that all of the stock footage they used for the different sharks were not great white sharks. They had bull sharks. They had nurse sharks. It was hysterical. I mean, if if you're going to bring science into this, Jim. oh no no no, I'm not bringing science. I'm telling you, that's one of the things I thoroughly enjoyed about the movie is it's um, the the lack of consistency. Well, you, you, maybe it was a shape shifting shark. It was never explained. That, I think that would be a totally awesome, awesome movie. Yeah, shape shifting shark on sci-fi. Oh, or like, oh, like Ghost Shark. We need to see that now, Mark. Well, I always wanted to see that. Well, uh, it jumps from a toilet. <laughs> you know, like like a usual shark. Yeah, of course. Only it's a ghost. Uh, so, uh, okay, let's get back to your movie. <laughs> so, so back on to our <laughs> the last shark. Back to the last shark. B is in the best uh, of these two movies by far. Um, so, so we have um, basically, as I said, it's the Jaws one and Jaws two knockoffs. So we have our uh, Quint character played by uh, Vic Morrow. Um, yes, putting on what I can only describe as a drunken Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah, I had trouble placing that too. I I did not have a definitive region for him. There's. There's one point where he's talking to the uh, protagonist, whose name is Peter, um, mm. and he says, do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's a very good question, because I, I, I'm struggling here. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree. There, there were many times I would just go, 
and even Ray, who hates shark movies, watched this with me and uh-huh. thoroughly enjoyed it. He could not stop laughing. Well, well, here's the thing. So, so the so the setup is um, similar to to the first Jaws, right? So we have a small town. Um, this happens to be in Italy, but it's a, it's apparently in America, and um, they're holding a regatta. Now, this, this is a big deal, and they have a, a similar type mayor, although I think he's a governor in this one, who 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 is really stressing out about this. Re- this regatta has to go through. He's got his own film crew. Yeah. And, and I did not know that so many people were interested in a windsurfing competition, which is what I, regatta I, is. And is that a regatta, Jim? I don't know. No, I, I believe a regatta actually involves real boats. Windsurfer listeners here about yes. I, I think you're. I think you're. So here's the thing with the governor, right? Um, governor, oh, what was it? Governor Wells, um, right? Who looks, who looks like the guy? Uh, what was his name from the A team? Face, but with a mustache. Like that, Murdoch? No, 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 no. The, the other guy. I, I, I never watched the A team, so I, I'm I'm totally off base here. I, I did not enjoy the. Other people may may pick up on that. But oh, I'm sure they would. That's what he looked like. But I will tell you this. I mean, I hope he had a pedometer on him. That dude must have covered 30 miles walking in this movie. He was in every other scene in every other different location all the time. Yes, agreed. Um, so anyway, but back to the plot here. You know, we, you know, we, we there. I, wait, skip. there was a plot. We can't skip. I over must have missed that part. The uh, the excellent plot. Um, so, so the, the windsurfer at the start who got exploded by the shark, um, his friends are worried about him. Um, so we have a long, long establishing shot in a house. Well, well don't, don't forget, you have to, the, the protagonist's daughter is one of his friends because right. they come and get his boat. So don't forget, don't leave that up. Oh, no, no. She's coming into the house to tell him. Yes. And there's a long, there's a lot of these shots in this movie. There's another one whenever, uh, spoiler, she gets her leg blown off and she's getting rushed to the hospital. There's mm. a long, long shot of a camera mounted on a gurney. <laughs> two minutes of just going yeah. through hospital doors. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so she goes to her, her dad, Peter, who I believe is an author from, from what I could tell. Um, but he he's really really needed at the regatta. They, re- I don't know yeah. why. They never explain it. But his wife goes there, and um, you know they're asking him, asking her where where is he? Where is he? You know we we really need him. Um, and she's like she's like making up excuses. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, why don't you just tell them somebody's gone missing, so he's out there looking for them. Because they're all like bagging on him. Oh, typical writer. Like, (laughs) why don't you just tell them what he's doing? Because that's pretty important. And that would, you know, it's more important than your stupid windsurfing competition. Which they're just setting up for, by the way. It's not even happening in that day. I I know. And I mean, it it looks, um, so I grew up in, in Connecticut. And that, where they set up for the quote-unquote regatta, looked like a reservoir. It was so tiny. Well, 
You would be the expert on that one, Jim. Yes, it, it was it was not an expansive uh, cinematic uh, shot. I, I will give you that one. That, yeah, that that was that was definitely a a beach scene. <laughs> right. So <laughs> with diagrams and everything, we will put a barrier here, a barrier here, a barrier here, and then we will put a net all the way around this, and then we'll position both here and here. Meanwhile, they're in I don't know a, a lake. <laughs> I, I, I will get back to that very salient point you just made in one second. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, basically, uh, you know, they're off looking for uh, the dude. They find his surfboard, which is, again, the, like, you would not mistake it for anything else. It's like a child almost drew, like, what a shark bite would look. Um, oh, oh, wait, wait. You, you, you have to be you, – you have to tell them – Go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll stop you when you finish. Go ahead. But, Sorry. But we, have, we, we have the classic scene inspired by Jaws of yes. um, the lackey of the governor saying, uh, that's a propeller. The, a propeller did that. I'm like, like really? Really? That, mm -hmm. that, that's your uh, best explanation? But, don't forget the definitive proof that it's actually a shark. I, I wrote this down because, you know, I... You know, I did my homework for this one. Um, there's literally a line in this movie where one of the characters says, there's something fishy going on. <laughs> Tell me that is not, a, you know, great writing right there. Oh, of course. That is a masterpiece. That is that is right up on par with William Shakespeare, my friend. <laughs> uh, and, and then at one point, uh, the... the you know the Peter protagonist author. Um, you know they decide. So so we'll go back to the the governor first of all. I will tell you this: that that governor um, did way more than the the mayor in Jaws. Of at course, least, at least he put up. You know shark netting. He had spotters, whatever. Now the shark netting cannot hold up to the um, rubber toy um, shark, but at least he oh. he tried. Can, can we at least talk about the star of this film? Oh, yeah. Please, can we? Of course. So, I mean, obviously Mark did a lot more research with his film than I did because I figured everybody had seen the Meg, so I didn't need to recount the plot. But with this movie, The Last Shark, right? <laughs> the scenes where the shark comes up out of the water is a balloon. It, it's like a bathtub toy, like a floaty, and it is... Glorious! I loved every minute that thing was on the camera. So, uh, so hand on heart here, Jim. Um, I I thought the obviously the fake rubber shark whenever they're shooting it in the bathtub um, underwater uh, was ridiculous. I mean, utterly ridiculous. I that, thought whenever the shark poked its head out of the water, it didn't look too bad. I loved it. I thought it was ridiculous and plastic looking, and it was. Glorious! I loved it. And uh, the funny thing is, they they must have had a gimbal or or, or some way of raising the shark, but they yeah. can only do it in one angle. So yeah, it come out at the same angle, and sometimes yeah. it roared. As sharks do. Yes, yes, it did. It did, and it was glorious. That was got to be the best shark I've ever seen on camera. <laughs> it, it was pretty dope. It um, was. So so uh, you know we we have. Peter, the, the father um, protagonist, 
Um, and he's showing a slideshow um, of what sharks are um, mm -hmm. to to sailors who are going to be looking, you know, looking for this shark, you know, as the regatta is going on. And and we have Quint, or I mean Ron, who's the big hmm. Morrow Scottish Quint. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Peter's like, oh, you know, you know more about this than I do. So you know a lot about sharks, Jim. But did you know I... that a great white shark has only two weak points? Because that's what he said. He said, top of the head and under the dorsal fin. That's the only way you can stop a great white. And under the dorsal fin, huh? That's you know that's what Scottish Quint said. So I believe him. I believe uh, him. This documentary. Uh, to me. I think I think I missed that line in the film. I'm not gonna lie. I don't re recall that one. But okay, under the dorsal fin. Good to know. I mean, I do live in Florida, the shark attack capital of the world. But I'm. I will. I have to know that under the dorsal fin, that is the only if, spot. If you're if you're ever attacked by a great white, that's the spot to go. That's right. Come here, Catherine. Let's test that. Anyway, <laughs> so so they're they're looking out for the shark, right? But the shark's going to foil their plans by being. By the way, this this shark is super smart, but we'll get we'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, they're, they're, and the race is going on, right? The, the windsurfing race, and everybody's like, there's tens of people at this regatta. It, it's amazing. Um, they they are all <laughs> tens and tens of people. So, so to recreate what um, America is really like, they have a busker in a box. I don't know if you remember this. They have a guy dressed up in all American gear, and he pop they, they pop the front of this box out. And he's just there singing, um, I don't know, regatta songs or something. But you know, that's it's very, it's very authentic. Um, yes. Oh, of course. Yes. So, <laughs> so I, I do. I so allow me to interrupt for a minute because I have a question, and I don't know if it was my lack of attention to detail, but what purpose did the scenes of the sharks attacking the shark cages have in the movie? The shark cage. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene with a shark attacking a shark cage underwater. Yeah, because but I don't remember them putting a shark cage in the water. Was I just not paying attention? You weren't paying attention. Okay, okay, that's fair because I do get I do get easily distracted. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, thematic elements in this movie. I mean, it's easy to get lost. I don't know if you've watched, um, you know, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. But you know, they, this is way more. You need to put really put your brain into this one. I, I must, I, and I must not have been up to the challenge the day I watched it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the, the 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 windsurfing race is on. It's exciting. You know, there's music. People, the the tens of people cheering. So, but the shark gets in there, and the shark must really, really hate windsurfing competitions because it doesn't really attack anybody for a while. It just knocks everyone off their board. Mm. It just goes around knocking people off their board. And it has a buoy attached to it because we never saw how, <laughs> but we have to have that jaws no. out of the barrel. No, no, it did that that part I did see. When it came through the shark net, the buoy got stuck on its dorsal fin. Right. And and the and the film crew, uh, it must be because it's Italian, they must have thought this was some sort of Mondo movie because 
they they really wanted to get the carnage on film. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they they were wanting these uh, windsurfers to get eaten on film, presumably so that they could sell it. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's one guy on a boat, right? And he's got the microphone. He's telling everybody, as if you'd need to know, hey, get out of the water, get out of the water. Um, but he also dies by shark explosion. Mm -hmm. This one is even larger. Yes, the shark explosions were amazing. Than the first one. He goes probably 15 feet in the air. Mm. So he's done. So so everybody's out of the water. And this, this is another part that I thought was just hilarious. So everybody's out of the water. Um, and, and they're all inside. And they're all talking to the governor. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we gonna do? And uh, then somebody outside sees the shark fin. And they're inside, and they all start screaming that the shark mm -hmm. is back and going and, and panicking. I'm like, I don't think this is, you know, I don't think the shark's going to grow legs. Um, <laughs> it it's a shape shifting shark, but uh, <laughs> they, they were panicking as if they were right in the water with it. I'm like, we're in a building. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, are, are we almost up to the the part where um, our protagonist's daughter loses her leg? Um, because I yeah. I really do want to un I do want to unpack that attack scene. So so yeah so this is this is a point where um, the governor's son has been listening to the governor talking about they have to go out there and and, and kill this shark. So he grabs his buddies, goes down basically steals his dad's boat um you know and and, and you know they're, they're supposed to be like you know the jaws two teenagers i think they're probably supposed to be 17 18 one guy's walking past with a, a shotgun um and i guess the harbor master or whoever is looking after the boat he's like okay bye uh, yeah so so they get onto the boat and they go searching hunting for the shark and how do they lure the shark jim that i do not remember so what they do, and I will tell you this, this shark is the best fed shark in the world. Oh, that's um, right. They were chumming. Were they not, not? Not, not, not even chumming. So they, they had... Oh, um, no. This is... They, they were chumming. Yes. They, <laughs> and, and they dipped it in and out of the water with, with like... chopper. Yes. When, with when with like ribs or something on it. Yes. This is when they took, it down, took down the chopper. Yep. Um, so while well, the chopper is later, but th this is where they're like chumming, to, like not chumming. It's not even chumming. It's just dipping meat in and out of the water. Um, the, you know, the, the shark's swimming around. They start shooting at it. The shark doesn't like it. Um, so the shark decides to attack under the boat. But, uh, you know, the shark van just sits under the propeller and gets chopped up. And I thought, well, is this the end of the movie? But no, no, he's fine after this. But she falls in. Yes. And then she loses a leg. Mm -hmm. But can we talk about how she lost the leg? It was glorious because that giant rubber shark's head comes up and she they're pulling her on the boat and she has to physically stick her foot back in its mouth. Well, she was helping him out. Of course. She was feeding I, the I, I think these are very much pro-shark people because they keep feeding it either themselves or just random pieces of meat. Hey, I do have a question for you, Mark. Side yeah. note. How do, how do I sound? Because my earbuds died. You sound perfectly fine. Okay, good. Continue, please. Thank you. I'll uh, cut you later. So, so, so here is um, how 
smart our shark is. So we have Peter and uh, Quint. I'll just keep on calling him Quint. Okay. Um, so Quint's idea um, is that they just dive down, find the shark. Um, he has a belt of enough explosives to take down a building. Right. Uh, and apparently that's going to kill the shark. Peter's got like one of those old, uh, you know, gun pole things where they have like a cartridge on the end. Um, but, you know, the shark outsmarts and they, they start swimming through this underwater tunnel. And and the shark causes, the shark rams into um, the opening of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Rocks start to fall. And then he keeps doing it. And then he's moving the, the rocks to make sure that they can't get out. Right. Ever seen a shark do that, Jim? I have not. I have not. That was a new one on me. That's how smart the shark is. The shark is a genius, a rubber <laughs> giant-headed genius, sir. Um, so then, so then, now we're getting on to the, uh, the 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 jaws to rip off of the helicopter, right? So the governor, uh, who I, I guess he just wants to be it in every scene. Um, he decides to do the same thing as the kids in the boat. And, uh, you know, he just uh, gets a winch with a big slab of meat on it, starts dunking it in and out of the water. Um, I don't know about you, Jim, but if you're in a helicopter and you're chasing a great white shark, do you want to hook it onto your helicopter? Only if I have a death wish, which I have been known to be accused of from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um obviously what happens is the shark's too tough and um you know he he falls down but you know the, the helicopter pilot is very skilled he he's able to um lure himself down so the the governor can um, hold on uh at least for for a minute yeah but for a minute unfortunately the shark comes up in probably the most notorious scene in this movie and bites him in half Mm-hmm. Um, oh, when they dragged him up and I mean there there was not even any pretense to try and make it look real. He it was just a giant wooden block at the end of his legs. It was amazing. And and, and then we have a bathtub scene of, of a plastic shark and a mm. plastic helicopter because mm -hmm. the shark did drag the helicopter down too. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. And that was very convincing to me. I mean, you can spend like look at the mag. The the mag so another question was a budget for the mag and it was 120 to 180 million dollars. Mm -hmm. Now all CGI in the world could not replicate how realistic that shark helicopter scene was. I I think it was again this movie. I, in all honesty, regardless of its flaws, I thought it was. Amazing. I had so much fun watching it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just looking at my notes here. So, <laughs> with the helicopter scene, I said, um, the shark does reverse fishing. Yes. yes he did. <laughs> so, he was pulling, pulling them down rather than yes. them pulling it up. Anyway, um, uh, okay. So, so now we get to another incredible scene um, where they introduce a real cool hunter guy. You know, he's cool because he's got a denim jacket with like an eagle embroidered on the back. And he's, yep. you know, they called the, the camera crew, I believe, called him in so that they could get some good shots. 
and he, you know, he's like, uh, I'm going to take this shark out. No big deal. I guess, you know, I guess he's a cool shark hunter. Um, but again, they feed the shark. So they, they throw some more meat into the water and then they're standing on like, like a small pier. Right. Uh, the, the shark, uh, you know, very jaws one like, uh, grabs the, the meat, swims off, but takes the pier with him. Mm-hmm. I will now, tell you. This. Can, can Sorry, you please don't call it a pier because it was not a pier. No. <laughs> it, was, it was a four by four section of wood. <laughs> well, and it, well, they didn't have it a was awesome. So, so, so I, I will say that you know the the cameraman that was was dragged away, mm. he was dedicated. He never stopped shooting. I even, agree. You know whatever was happening, um, but you know they they pull them. The shark is so smart. He pulls them all out and starts picking them off one by one. Mm. Was going crazy, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, it's a regatta. Um, but they're they've been out there for like five minutes now. Does Peter have the only boat? It, it would appear so in this movie. Nobody comes out to save them. No. They just let them die. Yes. Well, at they, that um, point, at that point, wasn't he back at the hospital with his daughter anyway? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. So no, 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 again, no. again, that's, that's before he goes out. Okay. I, I, again, my attention span can sometimes be lacking, so I but could be no, missing he, my details. So, so he, well, sorry, they they don't leave them all to die because Peter ends up being the person to come to save them um, at the end. So he sees some of them still alive, floating out there. Um, so he, you know, he sails over. He's helping them on, but he accidentally falls onto the raft, and yes. the shark drags him away. Um, and then the body of Quint. Um, who died earlier by the shark. Um, I forgot to talk about that, but it wasn't very exciting. Um, so apparently his body is just floating there, and he's still got his belt full of explosives. Mm-hmm. So you, you can probably tell, if, if you've you know done a lot of film classes and you've read a lot of literature, oh, yes. how the shark is going to be defeated. Mm. So using the explosives... He kills a shark and a movie. So uh, let, let me ask you I, I, a little, this may not even be trivia because you may have already noticed this, but did, speaking of shark movies, did you notice the similarities in how they defeated the sharks in Deep Lucy versus the Jaws trilogy at that point? Um, no, it's pretty same, isn't it? It was pretty much the same for the first two sharks. Yeah. I thought it was great. A nice little throwback. Anyway, that's my little bit of trivia for this episode. <laughs> so what was the name of the dog in the mag? Pippin. And why is it called Pippin? I, I, I did know this, damn it. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Because the dog in Jaws was Pippet. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, I, I because I, I know I watch Jaws all the time. Like it, it's my, one of my feel good movies. You know, I, if I want to just put on a movie and enjoy it, I put on Jaws or Alien or Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. So that it's one of my feel good movies. And I remember that right after the Meg, I heard them. 
I heard the same name being called. And and I was like, that's where they got it from. Yeah, they're, they're, they're extremely subtle in the mag too, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally subtle. So so let's let's do this. So for sure. the mag, uh, how many baby sharks out of 10 would you give it? Uh, probably a five, because I enjoyed it. Five out of 10. I would give it a three. Well, you're entitled to your incorrect opinion, and that's okay. So let's let's do this now. The last shark. How many baby sharks out of ten? Seven. It it is a solid seven. Yeah, seven. Definitely a seven. So, I, I think we're in agreement of which of the two movies, the A or the B, is the best. I disagree. I would. You gave the you, big you, five. How how could it be better? <laughs> because when I give a rating, I also take into account content. And I was <laughs> I was disappointed in some of the content because I'm such a fan of the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I think we've done Shark Week. <laughs> we've we have. We've, we've and, had one classic and one mediocre piece of shit. Um, well, yeah, you're, I'm sorry that you're sucked so bad, you know. Yeah, the, the man <laughs> never anybody. That's true. That's true. I, um, I did. I will not lie. When I walked out of the mag, I said, "How did you make a shark movie with no blood?" That was one of my first comments. Because it was written by a committee for mass market. Agreed. Agreed. But anyway. anyway. So. Okay. Uh, have you been watching, or do you want to talk about anything else you've seen, or? I we did actually or... just start the new season of What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know if you're a fan, but I love that show. I I really like the movie, uh, and I, we've talked. It's hard for me to get into shows. Typically. Yeah, and um, the movie was the movie was fantastic. It absolutely was. But um, I I have been hook, line, and sinker into every season of this TV show. It because it's just it's stupid. It's it just like the movie. It's it's irreverent, right? And it's just funny. It oh. it's. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Continue. That that's about all I was gonna say. So should we let should we pull the curtain back a little bit and um tell tell our uh, lovely audience um if they've managed to sit through us listening for this long. Uh c- congratulations, by the way. Um uh, our initial idea was to watch um the Freddy's Nightmares. Um, <laughs> yes. TV series. Now I watched no. first one. Um, yes. I remember watching it as you know, growing up. Um, I didn't have much memory about it, other than basically the first one, I think, and Freddie just being the host. Right. Um, did Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, of course. So let me let me preface this by saying, I am such a huge fan of all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all of them. Even the ridiculous ones and the ones that everybody hates. I, I love them, with the exception of the remake. That was hot garbage. Hot, smelly, stinky garbage. So, we'll talk about Freddy's Nightmares. It's probably, I want to say, when did it, When did that start? Like 87? 88? Yeah, like 87, 88. Something like that. So, I, I was, a, I was uh, 11 years old, roughly, when it, when it started. And... I'll tell you a little bit of nostalgia for me. The first time I ever saw 
the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. And this is going to show my age a bit. I was leaving for school. And my mother says, I taped your favorite movie last night. Now, mind you, we had a VCR and we had one of the cable boxes where you had to get up to turn the channel. There was no remote. That's how old I am. So I start looking through the, I know a lot of the younger people won't know, but we had TV guides then. And I was reading and the only movie that even sounded remotely interesting was called The Nightmare on Elm Street. And at this point I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. So I looked at my mother, I said, I don't know what you taped, but this is the only movie I could think that I would want to see. She's like, don't worry about it then. We'll watch it when you get home. So I go through school all excited. I come home, my mother says, and I'm begging my mom, mom, please can we watch the movie? No, we have to wait till it gets dark. So we start watching the movie. It gets dark, finally. The movie comes on and I'm like, okay, this is okay so far. And then comes Tina's first dream sequence. Or I'm sorry, not her first, her final dream sequence. Mm -hmm. Where she is outside and Freddy is torturing her in her backyard, right? He's, he's scaring the crap out of her. And he jumps out from behind the tree and says, hey, Tina, watch this. And he cuts off two of his fingers. Yep. Hook, line, and sinker. Forever I was a fan of that entire series of films. That's what did it for me. And uh, my mother still thinks I am... Um, sick in the head sometimes oh that's her fault i know that's what i tell her <laughs> so, anyway, so so so, so knowing that you are truly a freddy fanboy right so knowing that i'm truly a freddy fanboy i was hook line and sinker into this series when it started right and being that i was so young i thoroughly enjoyed every episode right right i even called freddy's 900 number that's that's how sold on this whole thing I was, right? So, what, so whenever your mom got the bill, did you just say it's your fault, mom? Oh no, she knew because she was with me when we did it. She encouraged this behavior. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I, as, as a child, <laughs> hold on. Exactly. A I'll be back yep. in four minutes. Just wait yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, um, 100%, I was sold on it as a child. Now, when I thought about watching, when we first initially talked about using it for material, I watched it. I turned it on. And I had a lot of the same reservations that you have about the Meg. There is close to zero blood. And I don't know how you do a Springwood Slasher episode with no blood. Um... Freddie's face is rarely shown unless he's doing the in-between segments. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much that is wrong with it. The acting is terrible. And it just did not hold up well for me. And nostalgia could not save it. It, it was awful. It was painful to watch. So I, I will say they, uh, they, they probably spent hundreds of dollars on each episode. Um, yeah. I, only, I only managed to crawl my way through the first one. Yeah, and, and that, that pretty much sealed the deal after watching that. It, it was a bit painful to watch as an adult. And you know who directed the first one, right? Uh, you said Toby Hooper, I believe, right? Right. So yeah. Toby Hooper, who, I, I apart from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you could argue Poltergeist, whether you know, he, how much he 
uh, directed that. But um, I, you know, I, 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 I always, I, I always I, thought I, Poltergeist always felt more Spielberg to me. Well, that, there's a lot in the writing. I mean, I can see a certain parts that that seem to be more Hooper, but I, I never really put them up there with with you know the horror great. Yeah. Time. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I never, I never even knew he directed Poltergeist, and that, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, you might know if you didn't know. Um, but you know, you know, he's he's still a skilled enough director. And there oh, was some scenes in the first one where, um, you know, they had Freddy. Uh, they didn't show his face, but anytime you saw him, whenever he was a human, not Freddy, Freddy. Yeah. You know, right. they, they just had like a, a light across his eyes, and the rest was in shadow and things like that. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I thought that worked well, um, but other than that, um, yeah. I mean, you know, he's in he's in the courtroom, and so, he's, so me, he's on trial. Let me, let me ask you this question: So, I never understood who the the original actor was when I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street as a child, right? I had no idea who Robert Englund was. Didn't know what he looked like. Do you know where I learned who he was? Uh, no, but I can tell you where I knew him from originally. It was a little-known miniseries uh-huh. called V. Yes, I, I yeah, I saw him from V first. That that's where that's where I learned who Freddy Krueger the who the actor that was playing Freddy Krueger was. Yeah, I remember seeing him in that prior to Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, and I. I also, I did not see it prior to that I can remember. I, I could be getting my timeline mixed up. However, um, it wasn't until I watched it again as an adult that I realized it was the same actor. And of course, he was in the uh, Toby Hooper Eaten Alive movie. Um, I'm sorry, the what? Eaten Alive. I don't know that movie. He's a buck and he just wants to fuck. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's about a guy uh, you know who kills people and feeds them to his uh, rather large alligator. Um, okay, it's all right. It's not it's not about it's one of the better Hooper ones, I think. Um, it, it, I, it, from from that that vague description, I'm I'm keep thinking of Motel Hell for some reason, and I I don't know that they have anything to do with each other. It takes all sort of critters. Mm. Yeah. I will um, say, what is it? so. When you think of Motel Hell, what do you immediately think of? Uh, people with uh, people buried with pots on their hands. Yes, one hundred percent. That for for many many years before I started working in a video store, I had no idea what movie it was. I mm. just remember having nightmares about having my voice box cut out and being buried up to my neck. I mean that that is you know the, the Green New Deal. That is uh-huh. where you're going to you know turn this. Is that how they're going to make us into Soylent Green? Delicious. I'm yes. getting hungry now. <laughs> uh, but what I'll say about uh, the the first one, anyway, of, of the the Freddy's nightmares. Um, again, he's in he's in court. You know, he's up there for murdering multiple kids, but he still has his hat and his um, sweater. Uh, yes. I, I, but he's you... in shackles and a glass cage, so right. that that counts for something, right? Yeah, he's he's like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Uh, but he's still wearing his street clothes. Yes. And the the cop that arrested him, who is the protagonist in this, um, who also played the dad in uh, Dolls, I think was much Mm. better than that. um, Yeah, I agree. He is the stupidest cop I've ever seen in my life. 
Well, then, can before we before we leave the courtroom, can we discuss the grieving mother? Yeah. <laughs> Please. I mean, she her her acting was so Oscar worthy. A, a classic. When I watched her hit Freddie, I could feel her pain. The entire limp-wristed slap she gave him, I felt it in my soul. I mean, it rivals, um, you know, uh, the Mrs. Kinder in Jaws. Oh, 100%. I would even say that it goes further than that performance. How she didn't win an Emmy, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, okay, let's move past uh, that terrible. <laughs> um, so anyway. So I've got a couple of things to talk about. And, yes. Um, so I watched, uh, and this is going to be very high level, uh, spoiler free. Um, I watched the the Black Phone, which is yeah, which has got a lot of buzz recently, and I've seen a lot of ten out of ten reviews, and it's like, oh, I you are the you are the second person I've I've talked to today that has seen that movie. What did you think? So what I will say about this, right? So th this is written by. Um, Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, right? Oh, I did not know that. Okay. I do tend to like his stuff. Um, I kind of wish, you know, he, he does some of the tropes that Stephen King is known for with of course. the kids and the bullying and, and this and that. Um, well, and, and that's pretty thematic through most of his writing. Like, if you've seen Nosferatu, it was the same. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, it's like you, you I, I kind of feel like there there's good ideas in there, but it's just yes. like anchored by stuff that you already know. I and mean, you know, that's move nothing's original, right? Yeah, um, and, and I, I think like with Nosferatu, he was very good at rehashing those old ideas. Right. He he did a very good job with that with that uh book. And even the TV show wasn't bad. But yeah, yeah, I never watched it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> TV show. Um, yeah, so, TV show. The, I mean, I, I, I thought Ethan Hawke was decent in it. Um, I thought there's a there, he's there, having a bit of a he's having a bit of a career resurgence right now. Right with uh, Moon Knight and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I thought that uh, the, the relationship between the protagonist kid and his sister was was very realistic and, and well done. But I just thought it wasn't anything spectacular. Okay. Um, and probably a seven out of like a, a solid seven out of ten. Um, right. Not the ten out of tens that I've been hearing about, but you know, right. definitely worth a watch. Um, I, I I think we need to come up with a rating system, Mark. <laughs> yeah, probably. We can't do uh, baby sharks out of ten for the black. Phone. No, we cannot because I fucking hate that song. Do, do, do. Um, Thank you. You're lucky we're doing this remotely, or I would be pounding on you right now. <laughs> I thought you were a shark fan. Obviously, not liar. No, no, not that much of a shark fan, apparently. Um, the the only other thing that I that I kind of want to bring up the boys. I know you watch the boys. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. yes. I just got through. I no. got. I have gotten through the hero gasm episode. Okay, so I've finished this season. Okay, and I think it's um. Equally strong season as others, but I was a little disappointed with the last episode. I will say I'm not sure that I'm I'm going to enjoy what they're setting up right now. 
without any spoilers. Um, I don't like the massive revelation they had at the last the, the end of the last episode. Right. And I think it it was too expected. Right. Um, it may or may not play out the way you're thinking, but I, I just well, I, I haven't I just, even I haven't even decided crazy. how I want it to play out. I just don't like the direction. That's fair enough. Because I, I don't know if if you read the comics, did you? No. So it's my understanding that there's a scene during Herogasm mm -hmm. that is supposed to be quite gut wrenching that they refuse to put in the movie in the show. Um, and I, that changes the entire dynamic of the relationship that they're exploring right now. Do you know what was gut wrenching? Hmm. And this isn't a big spoiler, so I'm going to talk about it anyway. And it's not in the last episode. You've seen it already, I'm sure. Where uh, Homelander makes the deep eat his pal octopus. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's like, he he says he's got kids. He's yeah. Like, he's praying now. And his wife says, yeah. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if there's anything else that i've seen recently that right i'm trying to i'm trying to think I, I have not really been able to watch too much other than the movies that we were preparing but right. um i i will say i am and as childish as this sounds i'm excited for hocus pocus 2 uh, spoiler i've never seen the first one well i mean and that's your it, it was by all accounts a box office bomb it it did not have a, a a proper fan following, which part of that was marketing because they released a Halloween movie in the summer, right? So that, that was part of their fail. But it did not actually get a following until it was released on video. And that's when its fan base started ramping up. And this is like a kid's movie, Jim, am I right? It is. It's a Disney movie, a typical Disney movie. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. It just – it has – it has this feeling of being like it, it'll remind you of the Disney movies from when you were a kid, right? Where they're the stakes are high, but they're not that high because you know it's all going to be good in the end. But it's fun getting there. Hey, Jim, you know what I watched growing up? What's that? Horror movies. Well, yes, but <laughs> you can't tell me you, you cannot tell me you didn't watch The Wonderful World of Disney. Nope, never seen well, it. You, I was going to say you may not have because you did not grow up in this country. Right. I I, I I always forget that with you, and I apologize. But so we had this show, and this may be one of your B movies, by the way. When when you let me choose the B movie, we they had this show every Sunday night called The Wonderful World of Disney. And at one point, Disney started getting into darker movies. They did The Watcher in the Woods, Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury, um, you know, stuff like that. The Black Cauldron. And well, actually, I don't think the Black Cauldron was Disney. That was touch, was it? Was it? But anyway, you get my point. They they had some darker films. Well, they did this movie with Richard Mazur, who I'm sure you know from this uh, the original '90s version of It. Mm -hmm. um, it was called Mr. Boogity, and they had the fabulous sequel, The Bride of Boogity. Okay. They are so cheesy and so ridiculous, but they are so wonderful. And it reminded me a lot of that movie, of, of that type of movie. That's why I enjoy it that much. That um, and I love anything Bette Midler's in. 
I, I, I kind of feel that this is a good segue to talk about um, if you don't have anything else to talk about. No. Um, to bring up uh, what we'll be watching this week because oh. <laughs> my, because my pick um, might be a little different from Hocus Pocus 2. It, it might be. And I think if what we had discussed about watching holds true, which I still plan on using, um, uh, I think it's going to be much, much different. Um, so, so what? So what do we'll, we have? We'll offering? let you go first, since 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 your pick was so much more enjoyable than mine for both of us. I'll right. let you. I'll let you uh, tell us what you are going to have us watch first. Okay, uh, and you may not have the same experience this time, but I hope you do. So next week, um, Jim's pick was the twenty uh, eighteen. Yes, 2018. Green, soft kind of reboot with that weird timeline. Um, yeah. A movie uh, which uh, I, I'm definitely going to need to watch again, but I remember yeah. um, you know, liking it well enough. Um, yep. Not, it's not nearly as bad as Halloween ends, but... Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that next week, Mark. We might, uh, yeah, we might talk about that next week. So... Um, I believe that's on Hulu, Jim. Right. So Peacock. So watch oh Peacock. It might Peacock. Be a, um, okay. Because Peacock. it was it, it originally streamed uh, well at least Halloween ends streamed on Peacock so they added that to the library um, at the same time. And um, okay, because what we want to do uh, so if people want to watch the movies before we yep. release our next episode if they haven't seen them before, because we will probably always spoil a movie unless, you know, it's brand new and then we might have a spoiler, non-spoiler section of it. Um, now, my pick is the Lucio Fulci classic exploitation uh, fest of the New York Ripper. Mm. Which I think yeah. would make a great double bill. Oh, I think it'll be great, personally. Um, and, and again, or, or it could make a great double bill with Hocus Pocus too. I don't know. I mean, Jim, you might have your own opinions on that after you watch it. Yeah, that is very true. I it, I I might just do that. So, as an I, FYI, it it is not well, at least according to my streaming services, available except on YouTube TV or on Hulu with a premium subscription. It's on Tubi. The last time I looked, unless it was it. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, FX now it's available on. So it it is available on a streaming service also. So if it's on FX now, it probably is also on Hulu, which is fine. Right. I'm Hopefully. too. Yeah. Okay. So Mark, is there anything else you'd like them to know about us before we uh finish our first episode? Yep. I, I would just like to thank everybody who's had the uh patience to listen to us just yammer on. Ramble. At stupid shark movies for, uh, for of course podcast. um so more down the line and uh keep on listening folks and i just want to say thank you to everybody that decided to uh give us a chance this time 